Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is a special podcast presentation from 700WLW.com. This is Gary Jeff Walker on demand. He was born in Sheffield, South Yorkshire, England this weekend in 1951. Celebrating his 67th birthday tomorrow. One of the most talented, successful pop rock vocalists of the 20th century. Starting in the mid-1970s with the one-hit wonder group Ace. A number one song called How Long. Along with Roxy Music, Squeeze, Roger Waters' backing band. Lead singer of the Mike and Mechanics, Paul Carrick. Celebrating a birthday this weekend. Every generation Blames the one before All of their frustrations Come beating on your door I know that I'm a prisoner To all my father has so dear I know that I'm a hostage To all his hopes and fears I just wish I could have told him In the living years Oh, crumpled of paper filled with imperfect thoughts still to conversations I'm afraid that's all we've got you say you just don't see it he says it's perfect sense you just can't get agreement in this present tense we all talk a Mike and the Mechanics, birthday boy, Paul Carrick. As we start out this Saturday morning edition for Saturday, April 21st, 2018. 5.38, before we look ahead, look back at significant events and people tied to this particular date in history, including but not limited to these. 1649, the Maryland Toleration Act, providing the freedom for worship for all Christians, passed by the Colonial Maryland Assembly. John Adams sworn in as the first vice president of the United States this date in 1789. An army of Texans led by Sam Houston. Avenging the attack of the Alamo, defeated the Mexicans at San Jacinto, assuring Texas independence this date in 1836. Mark Twain, Samuel Longhorn Clements, died in Reddington, Connecticut this date in 1910 at age 74, coinciding with the appearance of Halley's Comet. Fire broke out 
Inside an overcrowded Ohio penitentiary in Columbus in this date in 1930, killing 332 of the inmates. 1918 on this date, Manfred von Richthofen, the Red Baron, who is believed to have downed as, as many as 80 enemy aircraft during World War II, was himself shot down and killed in action over France. The musical play Annie, based on Little Orphan Annie, the comic strip, opened on Broadway, starting a run of 2,377 performances. Of course, it's been revised many times, but the original debut was 1977. This is a date in 1986 when Geraldo Rivera was embarrassed live on national TV when a rediscovered vault in Chicago's Lexington Hotel linked to Al Capone was opened and there was nothing inside. Kind of like the Russian collusion story. And uh, 1998, here's a science Mike history fact. Astronomers announced in Washington they had discovered possible signs of a new family of planets orbiting a star 220 light years away, the clearest evidence to date of worlds forming beyond our own solar system. Queen Elizabeth II is 92, looking forward to Harry and Meghan's wedding. Actress, comedian, writer Elaine May is 86. Charles Grodin, the actor, 83. Iggy Pop turns 71 today. Actress Patti LuPone is 69. Tony Danza. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Count the headlights on the highway. He's 67. Actor James Morrison, 64. Andy McDowell is 60. Robert Smith, lead singer of The Cure, turns 59. Michael Timmons of the band Cowboy Junkies is 59 today. Actor-director John Cameron Mitchell turns 55. Uh, Glenn Hansard. Incredible musician, songwriter, is 48. Rob Riggle, the actor, 48. Brian White, football player turned actor, turns 45. See anybody else here of note? Oh, Tony Romo, his 38th birthday today. That's the rundown. We've got your forecast. Things are looking up this weekend. And then on the downside, 2020 sports in just a moment here on 700 WS. Today at a private ceremony in Houston, Texas, some 1,500 guests expected to say their final farewells to Barbara Bush at the nation's largest Episcopal church. Uh, Jeb Bush, Barb's son, will be delivering the eulogy. First Lady Melania Trump, Bill Clinton and Hillary, Barack and Michelle, those expected to attend the invitation-only service at St. Martin's Episcopal Church in Houston. Rudy Giuliani has been added to Donald Trump's legal team, giving it star power and toughness. The former prosecutor, former New York City mayor, and longtime friend of the president will be a part of this new team to fight off any further incursions by the left and Robert Mueller and the collusion illusion. In Gaza City... Gunfire from Israeli soldiers across a border fence killed four Palestinians, including a 15-year-old boy. Uh, more than 150 others were wounded as they were protesting along Israel's border. China has welcomed, the latest to welcome, North Korea's nuclear suspension. Kim Jong-un, of course, earlier this week said that North Korea will suspend all of its nuclear testing, development, and ballistic missile tests in advance of President Trump and Kim Jong-un's meeting to denuclearize the Korean Peninsula. Locally, 
Why was the FBI at City Hall in Cincinnati yesterday? Today, there will be a special meeting of the Cincinnati City Council and dealing with City Manager Harry Black at 9 o'clock. It's will be the first of three consecutive meetings, I've been told, to figure out what to do now that Greg Landsman has apparently flipped his vote to a yes in the ouster of the embattled city manager. We shall see what we shall see. There's more on this to come, and a whole lot more this morning, including a chance to hang with Dick in just a few on 700 WL. Good morning! Coming up on five minutes till the top of the hour on the Saturday morning edition for April 21st. Steve Schulte will be joining us after 6.30 this morning, my libertarian friend. And hopefully uh, you'll be joining us all morning long for Science Mike, for Tom Davis, for Gifts from Wally, all the rest. And of course, it's never really a complete show unless we get to say, Good morning, Dick! Good morning, Gary. Jeff, how are you? I am so good. I'm so glad that you took the time to call us this morning, Dick. Good. It's one of those rare privileges. It's it's an honor, and it is one of the things that I look forward to every single week. I get my share of Dick on Saturday. So, uh, oh, I wanted to uh, tell you thank you for all of the birthday cards from the uh, my fans. They were. It was beautiful, Gary Jeff. Thanks so much. Well, you know, all I did was tell them where to send them, and they did. Yeah. There's some good people that listen to this show, Dick. Oh, it's great, great. I, yeah. But you know that there's some bad people who listen to this show, too. Well. For example, Howard Twitzenhofer lives in Lebanon. Yeah. He's a horrible human being. Oh. Janie Sully who lives in Erlanger, a total slut. I mean, there's no no redeeming values at all. There's a James Dilgeberger. Have you ever met James Dilgeberger? No. Lives on the west side. Total ass. But uh, mostly there are a lot of good people that listen to this show. There are a few, you know, there, a few bad apples don't spoil the whole bunch, you know? You That's know I mean? for sure. Yeah. I mean, hey, um, and and one good dick can make up for all the Howards and the Jamies and yeah. the rest of these people. Were, were you surprised by? Uh, I thought he would go. Brian Price was I surprised? Was I surprised about what? That he got fired. No, I don't think he was probably that surprised. I'm just hoping. That, I don't know anything about the new manager, but. I'm hoping this guy can get him on a winning streak. I've been told he's a good person, which means he's probably listening, so I'm only going to say nice things about him. Oh, good. Well, So, Dick, uh, what have you done with your week? Did, uh, how was uh, your birthday? Uh, did, did, you go to cra- did, you go to, the... did you go to Cracker Barrel last Saturday? Oh, yeah, it was great. What would you have? Let's see. Uh, the meatloaf dinner, I mean, it was so big I had to take some of it home. Yeah. Like I always say, Dick, don't let your meatloaf. No, no, no. But we're pretty busy now with this pretty weather, you know. I'll probably be working in the garden center today. Really? Yeah. Well, you know who else works in a garden center? My friend Ron Wilson. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, and he says hi. Oh, hello. And Zach says hi. Hi, Zach. Zach Zach's there with his sock monkey and his onesie on. And there's yeah. Grant. And who, Grant. Who freshly shaved his head for you this morning, Dick. I know. Say goodnight, Dick. I want you to have a good week, buddy. Okay. Can you say goodnight, Dick? Goodnight, Gary Jeff. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, belly fat. Bye-bye. See you. Hey, Dick, you know what? What? My number two does not look like a number two. Oh. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Get off my phone. News next at News Radio 700 W. Good morning. Into the first official hour of this Saturday morning edition for Saturday, April 21st, 2018. And Gary Jeff Walker and you on 700WLW online, 700WLW.com. To get in touch, 513-749-7000, pound 700 on AT&T's a free call. People have told me before that I give the numbers out too quickly sometimes. So I'm going to make very, very sure you know what I'm saying. If you're a long-time listener to this program, you already know the numbers. You just choose not to call, which is fine. It's better than calling my producer and telling him what you'd like to tell me but not wanting to be on the air, which is a waste of time. And again, if you are a first-time listener and perhaps a first-time caller, keep that in mind. If you call the talk line, expect to talk on the air with me. Because Grant simply does not care. He couldn't give an iota less what your opinions and thoughts are. He will ask you, and then he'll put you on hold so you can talk to me, the host. It's not a talk to the producer show. It's a talk to the host show, just so you understand. Eight minutes past the hour, someone who does want to talk to the host, uh, much to my chagrin at times, Dave from Harrison. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Gary Jeff. How are we doing? Doing well, sir. What's on your mind today? Uh, well, I figured something out yesterday when I was watching the Red. Yeah. And they were playing St. Louis. And, yes. you know, St. Louis had their starting pitcher guy. If you played for the Cardinals, you would probably be Gary Jeff, Waka, 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 Waka. Now I'm Fozzie Bear. Okay, go ahead. Um,. Gary Jeff, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. How did how did Minnie Mouse save Mickey Mouse from drowning? How? Um, gave him mouse to mouse resuscitation. Mouse to mouse, re- that's wonderful. Remember, yep. this is the last one. Make it a good one. Three is the magic number, and after this, I'm going to issue the uh, the uh, familiar phrase that you're used to hearing now. So, yeah. so Dave from Harrison. This is your last chance to at least try to make me smile. All right. Uh, in a state-by-state matter, um, in Turtle Creek, Pennsylvania. Turtle Creek, Pennsylvania. The State Fish and the, Bo- Boat Commission The State Fish and Boat Commission determined that Turtle Creek, that a Turtle popular Creek, stream in the area, stream in the area, will not be stocked this year with trout. This year was, will not be stocked this year with trout. Why is that? I honestly don't know, but... Um, Apparently, over on the other side of the state, um, in related matters, um, in Trout Creek, Pennsylvania. Will not be stocked uh, with turtles. Well, right. I was going right. to read, right. read, 
Yes, yes. Okay. Bye, Dave. Get off my phone. Rick from Indy with a reception report and more as we continue in just a moment. It's 10 minutes past the hour, 700 WLD. Great to be with you as always. Yo, what's up? 614 on this Saturday morning edition. To the phone lines we go and my friend Rick Washburn from Indianapolis. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Gary Jeff. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. And how are you? I am doing wonderfully, especially because... I'm listening to you five by five on a 1945 Crosley Morale Builder. This was a Crosley that was commissioned by the U.S. Navy um, in order to uh, entertain the troops while they were not otherwise engaged. It's a uh, 7 tube AM shortwave radio with the alien eyeball magic eye. Uh, oh, the old magic <laughs> eye. Absolutely. Hey, this thing belonged to the, the father of a fellow that you introduced, uh, Marie and me, to the first time we were at Huddles, named Bill. Yeah. Uh, really neat guy, lots of history, lots of trivia. It's just such a pleasure to talk to him. And um, this thing's been a bit of a challenge because since it was commissioned by the Navy, there's not a lot of service information for it. Right. And this morning, I have to uh, admit having to wipe some egg off of my face because after going through, you know, bragging about the fact that, oh, I can reverse engineer this and I figured right. out this circuit, whatever. Okay, I finally get it done. I start to put it back in the cabinet. I'm so proud that it's working so well. It is such a wonderful radio. There's a freaking schematic inside the cabinet. I oh. didn't even notice. <laughs> so you could have done this without all of the uh, the – backflips and going through hoops and stuff that you went through. Yeah, yeah. Just just put a little more salt in that wound, please. <laughs> nice. Well you got it you got it working though. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. And when, uh, when, when does Bill get it back? Well I uh, I chatted with him last night and uh, I'm thinking uh, to make a, a quick um turn and burn run um to head down to Cincinnati possibly the uh, week from today or it may be the week after that. I have to figure that out because I've got another one that I've got to uh, um, do a little bit upgrade to. But I am glad to say that my radio that was out in the field, um, DOA, my, my first warranty repair, it's actually doing fine. It, there's just some dirt in one of the switches, and when you flip the switch around, it, it worked okay. So. A friend of mine from Boone County, uh, my friend Jeff, came by the house yesterday for a little while, sat on the porch, had a beer, and... It was, you know, it's chilly, but it was getting nicer. It's going to be even better day-to-day weather-wise. But anyway, I I had to take him inside the house to show off the 41 Philco that you fixed up so finely for me. Love that radio. And he was just, he was amazed. Oh, nice. Thought it was great. Thought it was great. Well, Rick, as always, good to talk to you. Say hello to Marie, and uh, we'll see you soon, hopefully. All the best to Krista and uh, uh, treats to, to uh, Brooksy. Absolutely. Uh, Brooksy's... Brooksy's our one-year-old cat. We bought a come-with-me-kitty leash and a harness for and a run line. Brooksy was out in the front yard for like five and a half hours, just loving life. It was great. Oh, on the table today, of course, Kim Jong-un saying he's taking the nukes off the table and hoping to, to, to work out a deal with President Trump when they get together in a few weeks. President Trump, for his part, saying, if it doesn't look like the talks are going anywhere, he'll respectfully leave. If he doesn't think it's going to do any good, he won't go and meet with Kim Jong-un uh, because the North Korean uh, leadership, whether it was Kim Jong-un's father or his grandfather, have a history of going back on deals and just plain lying about their ambitions militarily. Uh, this is... 
a story that just makes me go, what the hell? I'm not a fan of the TV show Smallville. I don't know if you've ever seen the show, Grant. Smallville, you ever seen it? One episode. That's all you needed. Well, female star of that show, Allison Mack, was arrested for her role in an alleged sex cult called NXIVM. Apparently, the leader, her boyfriend, who she had sexual relationship with, was arrested on the same charges at a luxury villa in Mexico. Keith Rainier is his name. She was expected to appear yesterday in Brooklyn Federal Court on charges of sex trafficking and forced labor. Apparently, this cult, uh, one of their slaves went public in October with her experience there. Mac, age 35, was Rainier's direct slave and had a sexual relationship with him, but also acted as a master to other slaves who were forced to have sex with Rainier and get his, his initials burned into their pubic region with a cauterizing pen according to the criminal complaint. So if you ever wonder what the stars of your favorite movies and TV shows are doing in their spare time, hopefully not all of them are so perverse. Wow. Good thing they didn't have a compound in Waco when Janet Reno was uh, the head of things. Uh, 20 minutes past the hour of 6 o'clock Eastern Time, Saturday morning edition, 700 W. And 623 and some change, Gary Jeff and you on 700 WLW. Online, 700WLW.com. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Very good. I'll make this quick. This is pretty, with North Korea, this is pretty easy to figure out. Uh, Trump has already said... Uh, I may cut off trade with you. If you cut off China and the trade to the U.S., they're broke. They're done. Oh, North, Cor- North Korea is a nation of starving people, basically, a military uh, and then a starving well, people. Well, then, then what you tell the Chinese is, uh, hey, we're going to take them out, and you're going to have about 5 million people swimming to your Chinese border, well, then what are you going to do with them? They a, don't want that. Mike, it, Nobody it's, it's, wants that. it's a peninsula. They don't have to swim. They just have to cross over. But you're right. I mean, and that is thanks for the call. That is the reason that China called Kim Jong-un for a special meeting a couple of weeks back. Kim made the train trip to China to meet with President Xi. What do you think they were talking about? With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. China is the puppet master of North Korea. Always has been. Probably always will be. And they want to ensure that they don't have a war on the peninsula right up against their border 
incursions into the South China Sea. They don't want a war with the United States. China has too much financially at stake in the United States to go to a real hot war with us. They called Kim Jong-un in, said, you know what? You're already meeting with the South Korean president. It's probably more important than even meeting with President Trump. You're going to meet with President Trump. We're going to get these sanctions released so you don't have to rely squarely on us for your food and your energy and your overall well-being as a state. And you're going to sit down at the table with Trump and you're going to make a deal. The only problem with this is North Korea has made those deals with the U.S. in the past. President Clinton, it goes back quite a ways. And North Korea has always reneged on their deals. They've all always turned their back on promises that have been made. As soon as the sanctions are released, the money starts flowing, the food starts flowing to the North Korean people, and the dictator, whomever he may be, the latest Kim is Jong-un, goes, eh, we're good now, thanks. We're going to get back to work. I'm blowing some stuff up. And the hope out of this is that finally there was never any end declared to the Korean War in the 1950s. It's an armistice. But this thing is 67, you know, 65 years old. Uh, this, this continued state of war, whether it's being actively militarily pursued or not, but when you got so many thousand U.S. troops in South Korea, just miles away from the demilitarized zone, the free zone, the safe zone. And you got North Korea guns pointed right at the South Korean people, missiles pointed right at Seoul. If they can effectively end the Korean War, imagine what it would be like if, if Kim Jong-un actually gave sovereignty to his people and there was some kind of deal worked out for some joint government with South Korea. And there was no more threat of hostility along that border. Uh, the whole region would be stabilized, and we wouldn't have to worry about some crazy guy with a Mo Howard haircut shooting nuclear missiles at Guam, Hawaii, or Los Angeles, or anywhere else. So it's a good thing that they're going to talk. Will it go anywhere? We shall see. News next at News Radio 700 W. Into uh, another half hour on this Saturday morning, 637 Eastern, 23 minutes till the top of the hour. Joining us in the studio. Uh, usually a monthly visitor, my friend, Libertarian Steve Schulte. How are you, man? All right. Good morning. Good morning. Seven it months is brighter in the studio. You think so? No, I oh, think it's, yeah. I think it's just me. I really do. Oh no. Well, maybe you, but it's because wow. I feel I feel brighter than most Saturday mornings. Usually actually. they have half the lights off. I went to bed last night just a tad past eight thirty. Wow. And slept really well. well good Got man. out and mowed three, four front lawns yesterday afternoon. <laughs> Why, so you now in the lawn a lawn care no, business? No, no, no. What happens is just a nice neighbor. I don't. I don't have a lawnmower of my own. I'm a, a okay. motorized mower. Right. So I borrow my neighbor's mower across the street, and I only have to mow the front yards right. because there really aren't. There's no backyard in my house. It's just a, a hillside of rocks and stumps and stuff. Gotcha. So we just we just poison that all off and let it die. <laughs> so I I'll mow my lawn. Then my neighbor next door to the right of me 
Jeff and Sue. I'll mow their their front okay. lawn and down the side. And then we have a new neighbor named Bobby, and I've kind of bribed him if I mow if I mow his lawn, and it needed it badly. Bobby's a a robust, much younger man than I, but apparently he doesn't know how to mow his grass. <laughs> but I bribed him into uh, swapping a couple of mows in you know in in a month's time for maybe a bottle of Jack Daniels. And then I go back across the street and mow the neighbor's lawn, the front of their house, right. who I borrowed their lawnmower. Oh, be a nice neighbor. Yeah, I mean, and it's fun. I don't. It, I love to mow the lawn. My wife says I walk no. around with a silly grin on my face while I'm. I don't know that I'm doing it. Now, do you do? Uh, now, do you follow Ron Wilson's uh, recommendation that no was it no more than one third of the blade of the gra- grass that you mow at a time? I just mow it till it looks good. <laughs> you brought guest in this morning. Who's your guest, Steve? Uh, my guest is my grandson, Tyler Zeke. How you doing, Tyler? I I can't hear you. Hey, Grant. Right. Grant, can you turn his microphone on, please? It's on. We've got. Go ahead. No, I'm not hearing him at all. All of them are on. Well, try try the one next to you. The, no, the mic next to you. Try that one. Hello. There you go. Hey, <laughs> we have success. <laughs> it works. Sorry, wrong mic. Misheard uh, information. <laughs> so, uh, if I can ask, how old are you, Tyler? Seventeen years old. Seventeen. Yeah. You have some aspirations to be maybe a sports talk show host sometime? Yeah, it's it's a possibility. Don't, I don't really know yet, so this coming year is kind of like a seeing if it's something I possibly want to do. Now, you're not – are you a, a good athlete or great athlete? I'm okay. Average. <laughs> yeah, well, most talk show sports talk show hosts are not great athletes. That's why they become talk show hosts because they still love the sports, but they really aren't yeah. going to get anywhere it, playing. They can't play it. Right, Exactly. Exactly. It's all up here. Yeah, there you go, and that's where it needs to be. Well, right. I, I he, wish you well. He's uh, very knowledgeable. You know. Oh, that's all that matters. matters. He keeps in track of all kind of sports. It's amazing what he knows. And here's here's what you do. The, the one piece of advice I can give you doing talk radio for twenty one plus years is <laughs> Grant says don't listen to him. Uh, no, the, the one piece of what I, I would give you is don't rely on calls. And if you think you've got enough material to fill your time slot, triple that. Make sure you've got a stack of stuff just in case mm-hmm. as you hit that first piece of spaghetti in the refrigerator doesn't stick. <laughs> just keep on throwing stuff out there eventually, yeah. but but come well prepared, I guess. Is. So, yeah, Thank don't you. do not do as I do. Do as I say, please. <laughs> uh, we'll take a quick break and come back. Uh, check on weather and sports just ahead. The Saturday morning edition continues on 700 W. 513-749-7000, 1-800-843-2441. Gary Jeff, Saturday morning edition, 700WLW, online, 700WLW.com. Sitting this morning, Steve Schulte and uh, Tyler Zeke. Good morning. Uh, the grandson who aspires to be the next Moegger or Lance McAllister or something <laughs> like that. There you go. I tell you what, taking baby steps, aim to be the next James Rapine. And you can work your way. Out. Okay. <laughs> right. uh, Barbara Bush being laid to rest this morning yeah. or this afternoon in Houston at a private funeral. 1,500 guests, including Melania Trump, other first families in attendance by, uh, by invitation only. Jeb Bush will give the eulogy for his mother, who passed away this week at the age of 92. George H.W. Bush and Barbara Bush were married 72 years my parents just celebrated their 60th wedding anniversary in January. Mm-hmm. 
And you were talking about going to a, an anniversary party uh, this past week, right? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks couple ago. Weeks ago. Tell me yeah. about that. Just, uh, I'm just illustrating. Well, this party. That these these was for. The, the lengthy marriages of 40 years or more. Yep. This party are mainly was, a thing of the past. Yeah. This party was for Connie's older brother, Jim. Yeah. Uh, the oldest older brother. Right. Uh, and his wife, Linda, Jim and Linda Casey. Uh, they were married 40 years in early March. Uh, Connie and I, uh, we celebra- you know, t- uh, celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary uh, last year. So we were married before she passed through death. We were married 40 years, two weeks, and one day. Uh, about a year ago, in fact, it was right across the street here. It was Maggiano's or whatnot, the Italian yeah. restaurant. Uh, we celebrated Connie's other older brother, Tim, Tim and Barb Casey, their 40th wedding anniversary. And Connie's oldest sister, uh, Claire, uh, he, she and her husband were married in the summer of 1971. So I made the observation that how many families have four children and all married to their first spouse for 40 years or more? Well, I think it's a tribute it just, to the, the person that it's the, the individual himself or herself. I think it's a tribute also to parentage, right? Her uh, mother, tradition. Uh, her mother did a great job, and I, you know, and obviously her stepfather also. Connie, Connie uh, lost her father to a heart attack when she was three years old. Yeah, and then her mom remarried about uh, seven years. Six, I would seven observe, years later. I would observe that longevity in marriage usually is tied. More to the woman. Now, the man may be a rogue, <laughs> but just like everything else in successful relationships, uh, it's usually the women stirring the ship, no matter who's, who claims to wear the captain's hat. So I would say that's a tribute to Connie and her siblings. Well, it could be. You were, you, were, always you, were t- our- you were taken along for the ride, and you, well, you willingly she- <laughs> went along. But what she I'm always- saying is it's the woman who is responsible for longevity in marriages, i.e., they, they keep on talking about Barbara Bush being the rock, the yeah. foundation of the Bush family. I mean, unless you got out of line. <laughs> well, she was still the rock. No, then, she was the enforcer. They called the her enforcer. that. They yeah. called her the enforcer. They called her Frank because she was so frank when she spoke about wasn't, anything. Wasn't uh, your grandma Frank with you, Tyler? Yes, very much so. <laughs> uh-huh. She'd tell you straight. She didn't care if you'd like what to hear it or not. Can you give me an example? Can you remember an example of... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com. Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love Connie telling you something? Anything to do with school is an example. Okay. Specifically because my mother would yell at me for getting for grades, right? Sure. And I didn't get bad grades. I got A's and B's, right? Up until, well, I got all A's up until I'd say eighth grade. And I think I got my first B in eighth grade. Yeah. Advanced math. So, and my grandma, I think I got, where did I get my, I think I got my first C in ninth grade. C. In English. Yes. Right. And my grandma, she looked at me, blankest face I've ever seen from anybody. She was like, you better get that grade up to a day. And she stared at me for seconds upon seconds. And I just, I was terrified. Like it, was, it was that moment where you realized, like, she might kill me here. And it, it was not a joke here. <laughs> That's great. 
But you knew she loved you. Yeah. Oh, yes. And then she, she and then she spoiled him. And then she gave me some like some candy or, or money even, and it was it was all sure. Hard. But but again, longevity in marriage, successful relationships are almost always tied to the woman, because it all depends on what the woman will put up with from the man. Yeah. And how and much? If Connie said it once, she said it. How many times, Tyler? You probably heard her to our to our children. Marriage is a lot of work. In other words, marriage is a lot of work. I've realized. I'm sitting there saying thanks. I've, I've realized after trial and error in my personal life, and I've had plenty of failures. My my fourth wife is actually my third wife. We got remarried, but I discovered finally, through trial and error, and lots of lost time, money and sleep that there are two words it's not three words that matter there are two words that matter in keeping a relationship together and they are almost always spoken by the man and those two words are yes dear a break and back 700 <laughs> earlier mike called in and was insisting that china did not want five million north koreans swimming to its shores and I mentioned, well, they don't have to swim. They can just walk across the border. It's a peninsula. He called in to rebut that fact. I'm looking at my map, by God. And Well, actually, North Korea abuts northeastern China near Sanguin and Xinjiang. They could literally walk across the border. Well, that's how the Chinese army came into South Korea to push us almost to off. Uh, exactly the peninsula but he called to say to i'm looking at my it. map right now and you're wrong about your geography no well, i'm, I'm maybe looking the map, at the map now yeah what year's the map 1500 no, no i think the map he's looking at <laughs> may have had some alcohol spilled on oh, it perhaps i got you, <clears throat> I got you. yesterday was 420 which is a, a universal signal for sparking up marijuana oh is it and with the know. with the libertarian, we're going to we're going to get into what you call relegalization of marijuana, which is true historically which is true. true. Uh, cannabis well, is what we called it in this country. Marijuana was a term for Mexican immigrants who came in the early 1900s, right? And the fears that were fanned by many uh, had to do with the influx of Mexican immigrants, reefer madness. And the movie Reefer Madness and also the fact that black men were getting high on marijuana so they could have sex and rape white women. All of this coincided with another historic event in this country or within a few years of that historic event that was constitutional. The repealing of the amendment that gave us prohibition on alcohol. And I just find it rather odd I find it rather coincidental that within a few years of the prohibition of the alcohol repeal. was repealed, uh, that marijuana was banned. Dude, we got to we got to keep the bureaucrats find, busy. Find it, Noel. I, I think it's even deeper than that. And you may be uh, right. Uh, we'll take a break and come back. Uh, Chuck Schumer of New York it came out yesterday. He said he's in favor of the re-legalization, although he said legalization of marijuana exactly. because he probably doesn't know history at all from hearing Chuck Schumer talk, I'm sure. Yeah, he's, he's a little light in the loafers there. Uh, we'll take a break and come back. 700 WL. Good morning. Into another hour of this Saturday morning edition for Saturday, April 21st, 2018. Gary Jeff Walker and you and Steve Schulte. And Good morning. Tyler Z. Hello. Hey, how you doing, man? Uh, 
513-749-7000, Gary Jeff Walker at 700WLW.com to opine by email. And uh, my old friend Steve from Etna. When I say old, I'm sorry, that's not a slam, Steve. I'm just... No, it's accurate. Uh, 74, as a matter of fact. Oh, how about that? Hey, I want to regale you guys, and I want to welcome Tyler. Tyler, you sounded very good there uh, on the microphone. Very good. He does have a good radio voice, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Got good pipes, man. Uh, You were talking about the uh, Bush marriage and uh, (laughs) being, uh, you know, one of the more successful ones. Ironically, this week I was trying to do some research on scandals in Washington, D.C., because this... um, you know, Trump thing is beginning to bother the heck out of me because we have North Korea and taxes and all kinds of other A lot more things. important things uh, than possible P-tapes and strippers. Uh, yes. Well, I remembered a Cincinnati connection, and, of course, it's with Nicholas Longworth. Uh, one of the two in my lifetime, um, well, no, he wasn't in my lifetime, but one of the two speakers of the House from the Cincinnati area. Excuse uh, me. Uh, full disclosure, Steve? Yes. Nicholas Longworth is, uh, Krista 2.0 is a descendant of the Longworth clans and Nicholas Longworth, by the way. Actually, in this story, he doesn't come off that badly. He was married to Alice Longworth, uh, Alice, uh, excuse me, Roosevelt Longworth, who was Teddy's only daughter. Krista has told me this story. Yes. And what, I, I don't know if Krista knows all of this, and Krista, pardon me if I'm disclosing anything that, that's untoward, but all this has been published. She actually campaigned against her husband in 1912 when he was running for Congress. <laughs> and the reason was, it's kind of complicated. Remember that Taft uh, of Cincinnati was running against uh, Roosevelt, and uh, Roosevelt was on a third-party ticket, and Woodrow Wilson. Wilson won. But in the meantime, what uh, angered her was, of course, she was supporting her father, and <laughs> Nicholas Logworth was supporting his fellow Cincinnatian, of course, uh, Howard Taft. Well, <laughs> William Howard Taft. She didn't uh, like that, and she campaigned against him. This caused a chill in their marriage, according to so. quote. <laughs> Another thing that caused a chill in their marriage, by the way, uh, she, was married, uh, she lived to be 96. He did not. He died in 1931. She had a long affair with Idaho Senator William Bora, B-O-R-A-H. It's a, he's a very famous senator from out there. And she fathered a uh, child by him. It was the only child she ever had. She uh, was not reluctant to admit this. And it was well known all around Washington, D.C. I suppose that also caused a chill in their marriage. She had such a sense of humor <laughs> that she allegedly wanted to name the daughter Deborah, as in D-E-B-O-R-A-H, as in Latin from from Bora. Yep. <laughs> uh, several administrations banned her from the White House because of public comments she made about politicians. She opposed her cousin, FDR, when he ran for president, and remembered that since FDR was married to his cousin, uh, <laughs> she was also a cousin to both of them. Oh, wow. She had a comment to make, <laughs> I love this, about Franklin's affairs. By the way, Franklin Roosevelt had not one affair. He had five, and some of them were um, overlapping. And, it, and, it's, <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's harder when you're in a wheelchair, too. <laughs> oh, not for Franklin. Uh, Franklin deserved a good time, she said. He was married to Eleanor. 
That was her famous quote. <laughs> oh, and, wow. and the one that will live in infamy is, uh, this is her party quote because she hung around Washington, D.C. actually almost her entire life. If you haven't got anything nice to say about anybody, come sit next to me. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to send you an email later with more stories on this. Well, that, that's great. Um, the other thing I will tell you about Krista's Longworth connection, uh, being a d- direct descendant of the family that owned almost all of Mount Adams as a wine vineyard oh, yeah. and then sold it at, at a great profit eventually, I asked her one time, I said, Where's all the money? She said, they spent it a long time ago. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 712. It's 700. W. He was born in Muskegon, Michigan on this date in 1947. James Newell Osterberg, Jr., known as the godfather of punk, singer, songwriter, musician, producer, actor, vocalist for the Stooges, well known for his flamboyant, outrageous acts on stage. Crowd surfing, one of them, absolutely. And I've seen recent interviews. I just can't believe with all the things and drugs and whatever this guy has been through that he is still with us, walking around, and still very vibrant at that. And there's a photo of him from 2011, and he's got his shirt off, of course. He looks like he's about 50. Iggy Pop is turning 71 today and still has that lust for life. As the Saturday morning edition continues at 700 WLW. Seven seventeen on a Saturday morning. Seven hundred WLW. Gary, Jeff, and uh, Jeff and Boone County. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Who stopped by the house yesterday, brought me a Vanderbilt hoodie that he uh, <laughs> okay. that he uh, was able to acquire from a friend of his in Nashville who came to visit him this week after a very good day at the racetrack. Yesterday, you went to uh, Turfway to put your bets down on Keeneland. How did we work out, Jeff? Keeneland was a mean, nasty old hag yesterday. <laughs> what Keeneland giveth, Keeneland taketh away. Oh, no. But it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen. There's a. I need. I need to come to the mountain and get your advice in my never-ending quest for inclusiveness and diversity. Yes. There's a big race today. They got three horses from France, one from Brazil. There's, I mean, there's just a great, great horse race. But this one from France that's favored to win, believe it or not, is owned by Red Baron's Barn. And I was. 
climbing the mountain to think, do you think this would be a good day for that horse to get shot down? (laughs) Absolutely. This is the day that Max Ron Richtenhoff for the Red Baron was shot down. Uh, I heard you on, yeah, I heard that this morning. That that gave me inspiration. This would be a good day to go the other way, maybe, on the Red Baron Barn horse from France. Well, this is, I mean, think about it. This is a horse from France that normally runs in California and only comes to Kentucky to take your money, okay? <laughs> I don't like, I've never met the horse, but I don't like it. So why was but, yesterday such a terrible day? Because the stupid horses ran in, in the incorrect order. Yeah, you know, they can't read. Those horses don't know how to read a program. I know, I know you do like 50 cents trifecta, so how much did this cost you, this terrible day at Keeneland? I spent like 50 bucks yesterday. Holy mackerel. That was a lot of money for me. You know, rule number one is it's entertainment. If you can't afford to lose, don't bet. It's yeah. fun. Six bucks you is know? a lot of money for me, so I can understand. But you had, you had a good day at Keeneland just not too long ago, right? I've had a bunch of good days at Keeneland this year already, but, but today it's just, you know, today I'm trying to be inclusive and, and promote diversity, but, but three French horses and a Brazilian horse, that's just a little too much for this whole Kentucky well, if the Well, if the Red Baron Barn horse gets shot down, as history repeats itself, let me ask you this. There's a real good Kentucky horse owned by Ken and Sarah Ramsey. Well, I was going to say, fine Kentucky people. Will the Brazilian horse get gets get waxed? Ah, the Brazilian horse is probably high on dope. Who knows? Brazilian horse get waxed. Brazilian horse gets waxed. Uh, never mind, Jeff. Uh, we'll take we'll take a break and come back. Tom Davis Diaries on the way and much more on seven hundred W. Wow, free food and fun sounds good to me. Seven twenty four. Thumbs up from Grant. Real quickly, out of the Tom Davis Diaries. Why was the FBI at City Hall yesterday? I got oh, a, I didn't hear that. I got a text from a friend of mine. That says, "Why is the FBI at City Hall? You check your sources." And I don't know whether it's. Wendell Young's contention that the mayor was guilty of bribery in this case that wasn't going anywhere. I don't know if it had to do with the Kyle Plush thing. I don't know if it had to do with Harry Black. Yeah. By the way, at 9 o'clock this morning, a special meeting of Cincinnati City Council to decide the future of the city manager. I guess if enough show up. Uh, yes. They're all required <laughs> to be there. Whether they'll oh. show up or not oh, okay. is another question. This would be the first of three um well, I take it if they have five, they have quorum. three meetings. Yeah, yeah, they need to have five. They need to have a majority. Maybe they'll have the five there that have been accused of violating the state sunshine law by having private meetings. Uh, <laughs> although it'd be the five Democrats, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. So uh, the other question is, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard it through the grapevine that possibly, and again, this might have happened, might not have happened. A Cincinnati City Councilman, unnamed, went into another city employee's office, an embattled city employee, no name. Okay. And the embattled city employee told the councilman, supposedly, allegedly, if you fire me, there will be riots. Oh, jeez. Again, I can't confirm any of this, so I'm not naming names and saying that it happened for a fact. It's just what I heard. 
So, anyway, those questions and more perhaps to be answered in the next few days. Right now, time for the Tom Davis Diaries. I like to call it the... Tommy, good morning. Hey, good morning. My One of my good friends just decided to move to Cincinnati and yeah. asked me, you know, what's it like? And I just said, well, it's never boring. Well, you what you should have told your good friend is yeah. watch for the dumpster fire because that's city council in session. <laughs> <laughs> dumpster fire. On again, off again for the bromance of the century. Gary Jeff, nothing like young love and the monster who stopped the IRS's reign of tyranny, if only for a day. But first, North Royalton, Ohio, where a woman who was arrested for DUI, they were speeding and weaving out of traffic and eventually unable to walk a straight line. That's when she told the officers on scene that the test was flawed. She said the test couldn't be accurate because she had bad bunions. And she couldn't walk a straight line anytime. Well, that's when they whipped out the breathalyzer. She failed that. Now she's in jail. But I give her an A for effort. A kid in Wellington, Florida, stole $10,000 worth of jewelry from his mother so he could take it to school. The kid didn't just have one fancy girl in mind. He was casting a wide net by distributing his mother's bling to all the girls in the class, (laughs) increasing his chances at a good return on his investment. Mom called the cops. She couldn't find the family heirloom ring, refusing to press charges against her son, but demanding that the girl turn over the goods. Nothing like a C-blocking mom to ruin your junior high street cred. Well, Tom, then, hey, Tom, Tom, hold on. That, yeah. that story reminds me of the uh, the guy in the bar. You ask ten girls, you may get slapped nine times, but that one is the one that matters. <laughs> Go ahead. And one can of energy drink, unable to do what protesters, insurgents, and all yours have been able to do for decades, shut down the IRS. In Palm Springs, California, the office was closed for a suspicious-looking package. turned out to be a can of Monster Energy drink with a post-it note attached. Both were considered harmless, except that some people had to drive to nearby San Bernardino to file their stuff. And finally, the fake news can decide if they like it or love it or hate it. This week, they love it again. New reports that coffee's good for you. They say it reduces the risk of heart attack or strokes by 13% of the caffeine counteracts chemicals associated with heart arrhythmia. But be cautious. You may be mid-heart attack during a caffeine venture before they change their minds once again. Mm-hmm. Next week, they are finally taking poop seriously in Connecticut. Millions of dollars being spent on a sophisticated data network to find out who's leaving their dog's droppings behind. I'll see you then. Thank you, Tommy. News next to News Radio 700 W. Good morning, 737. Saturday morning edition, 700 WLW. Heard all of the arguments against re-legalizing marijuana growing up as a kid and into early adulthood. And many of them just don't measure up to the facts. Right. Uh, Marijuana in this country, uh, cannabis, hemp, the father of our country, so-called George Washington, grew hemp, which is a cousin of marijuana. Right. And uh, there are many places in this country where hemp is still grown. It doesn't have the intoxicating levels of THC that marijuana does. But it's great for clothing, for rope. rope. I mean, that's what was used in the days of George Washington. Construction materials. It was rope for uh, oil. Yeah. But it was rope for the uh, ships. Right. Um, Needed all kind of rope. And back in George Washington's day, Whiskey, he was the largest distiller of whiskey in the United States. <laughs> yes. Good old George. Pretty good, man. <laughs> the guy with the most booze gets elected. <laughs> All in, almost like Trump. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. but, he, but he didn't drink booze. That's um, right. But anyway, 
Booze, alcohol, and hemp, or cannabis, live side by side in this country from its founding. Up until the early 1900s, when there was an influx then of, uh, just after the Mexican Revolution, there was an influx of immigration from Mexico into Texas and Louisiana because they'd basically been parts of Mexico before that. Um, And they brought with them their native language, culture, customs. One of the customs was the use of cannabis, marijuana, as a medicine and relaxant. They called it marijuana. We called it cannabis. Right. Um, Americans were very familiar with this. Especially in the South. It was present in, in all tinctures and medicines available at the time. It was used as a medicine, and that's why we have come back full circle to medicinal marijuana, along with the recreational relegalization that has gone on in many right. states. And Chuck Schumer on 420 yesterday, the senator from New York, who most of the time is just a blockhead, in my opinion, uh, said it's time for the Congress to look at the re-legalization of marijuana. Of course, he said legalization, but as you've pointed out, it would be the re-legalization because it was legal in this country. This were all the other drugs as well. Until about about 1937. That was the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937, which effectively banned the use and sale of marijuana. They didn't say, yeah, they said, you got to put a tax on it, but we're not going to give you a tax stamp. Right. Um, (laughs) And oddly enough... This Tax Act of 1937, which effectively banned the use and sale of marijuana, came only four years after the re-legalization of alcohol. Yeah. And I suggest, and I've suggested for a long time, it wasn't necessarily a, a racist thing, but it was more of an economic thing. And the alcohol lobby said, look, we can't have this competition. Good. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, as it's, well it's as, oddly coincidental. As well four as, years. As well as bureaucrats and revenuers not having anything to do anymore to go after the the bootleggers. Well, the Tax Act was ruled unconstitutional years later. It was replaced with the Controlled Substances Act in the 70s, which established the schedules for ranking substances according to their dangerousness and potential for addiction. So here's an interesting thing to so-called conservatives who say they love the Constitution. When our forefathers decided to ban alcohol, they looked at the Constitution and said, well, you know what? The federal government doesn't have this power. we got to make a constitutional amendment. It was a bad decision, but at least they looked at the Constitution and said, we got to go through that route. Well, the Schaefer but Commission. But now we just pass a law and. Yeah, back to the no, 70s. No, the the no Schaefer Commission declared that marijuana should not be in Schedule 1, which it was, which it made the highest priority right. of illegal drug, and even doubted its designation as illicit substance because of the Constitution. However, President Nixon discounted the recommendations of the Commission. Marijuana remains a Schedule One substance to this day, federally. Right. That's all about money. It's, it's all about money. The number one reason all uh, why uh, this hasn't happened is that if you go to Washington D.C., almost every almost every department in Washington D.C. has gets money to fight the so-called drug war. And every department and the petrochemical lobbies and the alcohol lobbies well, uh, help with the continued uh, demonization of marijuana. In as my well opinion. as the drug pushers, they don't want it. Oh Think no, about no, it. no. And I've I've drug suggested pushers many are times gonna, are, are funding uh, the drug war because they don't want it relegalized. The, the thing about the thing about these cartels is they've got money to lobby Congress. That's right. It's just in another name. But it's to help keep their product flowing at remember, the prices they want without the regulation year, of the taxation. Too many, too many years ago, there was a, was a constitutional amendment here in, in uh, Ohio 
to do, was it to expand horse racing? It had something to do with gambling. Uh-huh. And, of course, the casinos in Indiana <clears throat> put oh, money in it. They flooded it. But guess who else was flooding it? Hmm. They were uh, uh, pastor, uh, conservative Protestant pastor groups. Mm-hmm. They were against it. So the money went from the casinos through that group to oppose the ballot issue. Yes. They were afraid of the collection plate uh, so they were, diminishing. So these uh, ministers were taking money from casinos in order to fight casinos. <laughs> Same thing with dry counties and alcohol. Most of the bootleggers are either sheriffs or preachers. That's uh, right. Take a break and come back. I uh, just had the lightning round. And then Brenneman Jones on baseball. Just a, a scant few minutes here. Tim from Mason, can you make your question for Steve Schulte as quick as possible? I'll make it as quick as possible. We need an update. What has happened with the Skyline Trasher that you've mentioned in the past? Have you figured out who that was, and do we have a solution? You, you mean the Trasher on Chiviet Road? Yeah. Yes. Nope. He or she or the gang is still there. It is I don't know if it's gotten worse or whatnot. I just saw it again last uh, yet last night. Uh, it seems to be getting worse between uh, St. James Field and the Knotty Pine, and it just it just it just. Ter- I mean, I it, it's you know it's one thing you know people throughout for people who don't know real quickly summarize what summarize. It's been three years, four years that somebody has started deciding the Ushiviet Road as their trash. In. And how do we know that? Is because the trash is generally the same stuff all the time. A lot it, of it was skylines. A lot of it's skyline, whatnot. It's not somebody just throwing out a can here, it's a can there. They're stuffing it into a skyline takeout bag. They throw it out in the street, apparently, very early in the morning. Cars hit it. You know, you know, the stuff gets scattered all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's still happening. Three to four times a week. Well, there we go. So, so no one, no one, perhaps who is responsible for it. And you think it's one person, or just I a think it's people. one person. And, and, and like so they haven't tech. been, they haven't been shamed by hearing this uh, on the I, air. Well, I don't know. They like Skyline. They like doc, Diet Dr Pepper. You know the, you know the yeah. plastic little plastic bottle. Uh, they don't like to wash dishes because it's a lot of times just uh, plastic cutlery. Uh, they have a cat. Uh, they like little Debbies. I mean, it's amazing so what, what you need to know. What you need to do <laughs> is you, real quickly, you need to collect this, do DNA testing, see if it, and, and take it to the police and say, run this through your lab, see if I, we can identify Gary Jeff, this. I have, Fingerprints, DNA. I thought of the same thing. So I got one of these days, I will make my call to the Coleraine Township folks and see if we can get a DA uh, fingerprint yeah. off a bottle. Brenneman and Jones on baseball just ahead before news, and hopefully Marty and Tracy aren't talking about the Reds because it's just depressing at this point. And to another hour of this Saturday morning edition, 700 WLW, just ahead of Science Mike, we'll go to our gubernatorial consumer and legislative watchdog, Janine Bell-Smith, and the bell is key here because I consider her the Zuzu to my It's a Wonderful Life And the bell has rung. Janine, good morning. Good morning, Gary Jeff Walker. Yeah, great day. Okay, yeah. let's let's move it. There's so much I don't even have time. Well, well, yeah, do it as quickly as possible. I will. Well, there were six bills that were vetoed by Bevan, and there were, those six bills were overridden by the Senate and the and the House 
and all Republicans did it. <clears throat> so we will now get our uh, House Bill 366, which is a 6% service taxes. And also they included with that there will be an inventory tax. There will be a $2 tax on every new tire that you buy. So if you buy four, that will be $8. There's also a $0.25 cent controlled substance per dose that will be uh, basically the wholesalers will have to pay that because your opioids. And then Bevan refused to sign the bills. So as a result, he had the Speaker of the, of the House, Pro Tem Osborne, signed it. And now there's a lawsuit. So we have uh, Bevin's lawsuit versus Bashir's lawsuit. That's our attorney general. What a mess. Well, keep me updated, Janine. Thank you, sir. I know you will. Thank you. Bye. Now time for a visit with our science man, Science Mike, and our weekly Science Minute here on 700 WLW. Yes, but as a known scientist, it's a bit surprising if a girl blinded me with something. Good morning, Michael. How you doing? Hey, good morning. How's everybody doing? Uh, we've all gotten hey our there, wings. Michael. We've all gotten our wings. The the uh, bell rang. <laughs> hey, who'd have thought lava lamps would be the key to uh, internet security? Really? Yes. So really? The company, How's that? Uh, Cloudflare, a company in San Francisco, they have a wall. It has a hundred lava lamps with alternating colors and sequence on the wall. And every second, they take a thousand pictures of this wall. Okay. All right. So each time they take this picture, it generates an encrypted key that is truly random. Because I loved lob lamps as a kid. You know, you can never tell how many balls were going to fall out of the gel at the top and they heat it up and the color changes and everything right. like that. So back up a minute. So you think that computers generate random numbers by algorithms, but they but they really don't. I mean, it, it's kind of like flipping a coin. In the air, if you were able to take a picture of the coin as it rotated, you, you could pretty much guess as it got closer to the bottom, it was going to land heads or tails. So right. th- these people get into these algorithms and can break these uh, computer codes. But they actually take this this uh, pitch, pictures of uh, the lava lamps. So an example, like say you have the pixel is 100 by 100 pixels in the picture, right. and you got three color choices, red, green, yellow, right? Yeah. So you have 30,000 bits of Random information taken a thousand times a second at this screen, the lava lamp, and it encrypts your keystrokes back to wherever internet site you're going to, say YouTube or whatever. So that way, no hacker can truly uh, guess what that key is going to be. To so all you need is all you need is a, a camera and a wall full of lava lamps. Well, actually, there, you know, there, I, I saw some other pictures where the guy has to have one lava lamp and he's ever able to generate random numbers up to a thousand by just taking a picture of the lava lamp and doing it, you know, pretty, pretty simple on the, on his own little lap, laptop. That's pretty It's wild. quite genius. Then they have two other things and one's in uh, London and one's in Singapore. In London, they have what they call a chaotic pendulum that swings back and forth. It's a pendulum that has another pivot point on it. And, it's, you know, you move it back and forth, you right. randomly can't tell where it's going. And the other is a Geiger counter with decaying uranium in Singapore because you can never tell how many gamma particles are getting spit out in a unit of time. And the clicks of the Geiger counter make randomness also. Very interesting. Yeah, well, right. now that yeah. we've found a use for lava lamps, all we need is to find a use, uh, a, a positive use for water beds and beanbag chairs. A break bag, <laughs> 700 up. All right, real quickly to the phones we go. Gary and Fairborn, hello. What's on your mind? And make it quick, sir. Hey, brother, I got blue skies, birds are chirping, the sun's out, so I need you to not really talk me off the wall, but tell me <laughs> whether I'm being petty or not. 
Yeah. In yeah. my existence, I got uh, you know very little representation. I'm looking at justice and fairness. So I've been listening to this cat Diane Bongino break down this Moeller and Comey thing, the timelines and this and that. Right. And there was collusion, but it was strictly in the Clinton and Obama side of this. Oh, I believe that. Oh yeah. Well, what I'm wondering is, is like in ten years when I'm ordering my coffee or whatever, and it's it's uh, James serving me or whatever. I think that all this money for this book deal should be used on like ensuring or retaining lawyers and stuff because when he and McCabe go against each other and stuff starts filtering out from the DNC servers and this uh, Amon, Awan, and all these cats that went over to Pakistan and stuff, yeah. everything I'm learning about this, man, I want everybody involved with this disbarred. They should never be able to do that again. I don't care how they make their bread, but it's just like I want some answers and I don't want this in this uh, where they hush it up and they have these, you know, oh, national security. So we got to. OK, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do it behind doors and stuff. Yeah. And all these people that are involved that are senators or representatives, represent me, man. Uh, let's, let's really get the truth out there and never, ever. This could have really, really been bad, man. You start. Well, instead, of, instead of a national book tour, yeah. Comey should be put in public stocks. Well, I'm just, <laughs> I don't get how this guy, he's like, I wrote it down, it's pretentious ignorance, and then like, you can't be a martyr and a hero and all this stuff to where even when you lie and leak and you admit it, but you're a hero because you did it for, you know, come on, dude. You're you're one or the other, man. I don't want to throw out the T word. There are there have been many many federal statutes which are violation felony violations of the law, uh, and they've been pointed out against Hillary Clinton. There've been a couple that have been pointed to for Loretta Lynch, uh, James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Peter Strzok, Lisa Lisa Page. I mean, yes, and every one of their staffs have lied. Obviously, right. how do you not put somebody under oath, man? This cat, as far as like DOD, FBI regs, there's all kinds of stuff well, the, going on here. The Federal worst, statues. Gary. The worst thing about it is he acts holier than thou, and he's well, he's the that, upright, man. moral. But it's not getting him beacon. anywhere right now. I think he's. I I, I personally I think it's falling flat, Gary. I think it's. I think he's toast. I hope so, anyway. Thanks for the phone call. Stephen in South Carolina, good morning. Good morning. So you're also, you're also a lawn cutter. Yeah, I, I don't have the advantage of having the beautiful, lush, huge lawn that you uh, emailed to me that, that you cut yeah. every day. Well, I tell you I'm not going to win any beautification awards, but I like to cut the grass. Well, I enjoy doing it, too. It's good exercise. Yeah. Oh, so you push. Yeah. You push? Well, yeah, I push in the front and then ride in the back. <laughs> Are you talking hey. about your relationship? Oh, my God. Are you talking about your oh wife, Yulia? <laughs> you push in the front and ride in the back? Is that what you just said? 
<laughs> oh my God! Insert joke here. This you is awesome. Rip this off, can you? <laughs> what else you got? Uh, I'm getting old. But Iggy Pop is what? Seventy two? Is that seventy one? Seventy two. You're right. Seventy two. I think seventy. Lost for life is one of those great songs I sing at karaoke. It's a lot of fun. Well, yeah, because it's got like two minutes of intro <laughs> and about five <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> there aren't a lot of words to remember. <laughs> Here comes Johnny's hand again. With the liquor and drugs. With the uh, liquor and drugs. It's very and nice. It, yes, and, and uh, a little sad. I heard Kenny Rogers is not doing very well. No. No, uh, his facelift is doing better than he is physically. <laughs> yeah. Hey, have a good Saturday. It's I'm say on helping Yulia fix her uh, her phone that she dropped this morning. The screen is cracked in a million pieces. Ooh, that's not good. But I, I will. Know. I will take. I will take your relationship advice. Push in the front, ride in the back. <laughs> it's uh, twenty minutes after seven hundred. Now on the telephone, Matt Watts. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Good. How are you? Fantastic, Matt. Uh, What's the name of your company? Uh, Waits Instruments. Waits Instruments. Okay. Yeah. Based here in Cincinnati. Yes. And you guys make all kinds of instruments or just guitars or what? Uh, we make uh, everything from electric guitars to mountain dulcimers to effects pedals and amplifiers. Um, so, so we make uh, bass guitars as well um, and uh, baritones, uh, things along those lines. Right. The thing about that I've seen, what I little I know about, guitar making instrument making is it it really is an artisan craft i mean it's the the stuff that goes into getting a certain sound and reproducing and and just the cabinetry and everything else it's uh you guys do a lot of people who do what you do do some really fine artwork so tell me about this latest project you've got going on yeah um we are uh, doing a limited edition run of guitars uh called the hero um, and uh, the guitar, all all the proceeds uh, for the guitar are going to three different charities to uh, help uh, homeless veterans in the tri-state area, uh, the Wounded Warrior Project, the DAV, um, and the AMVETS. Really? Um, yes. So what is a hero? Um, what is a hero run? Um, so the hero guitars that we're running. Um, uh, the price is seven ninety nine. Okay, um, and uh, you know that's uh, all the parts that are in it are sourced uh, right here in the great U.S. of A. Locally sourced wood um, made right here in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, fantastic! Now, how, how many have you made? Um, so right now we have uh, we have made ten of the forty that we're going to be making. Okay, so these are the hero and. Is there a special tie-in the, in the styling or the colors of these guitars? Sure. sure. Um, so it's all natural wood. Um, and then on uh, the front of the guitar, uh, there is a laser-engraved photo of a bald eagle in front of an American flag. Oh, cool. Yeah. How do people get their hands on it? Guitar players, axe grinders, this is the guy to mm-hmm. talk to. Waits Instruments, Matt Waits. And uh, how, do, how do they get a hold of you to find out about inquiring about getting one of these Hero Special Made Guitars, limited edition, to benefit homeless veterans? How do they get a hold of you? Um, they can go to our website, uh, weightsinstruments.com. Spell weights, sp- spell weights yeah. for me. Uh, W-A-I-T-S. Instruments.com, okay. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, they can also check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Um, uh, follow us on there or send us a message or email us at info at waveinstruments.com as well. Um, we're going to start taking uh, pre-orders, and we, we expect to sell out um, with the pre-orders for the first run of the Hero um, once that goes live on the website on Monday. Well, you know, that's a really novel idea. It's another way to look, another way to help homeless veterans. You say Wounded Warrior Project, AMVETS, and DAV? Yep. There, and and uh, the whole proceeds from the Hero are going to these charities? That's correct. That's fantastic, man. Uh, so weightsinstruments.com, the first place to look. And where's your shop? Uh, we're actually uh, in Hamilton off of uh, Route 4. Okay, fantastic. Well, Matt, I wish you great success with it. And I'll uh, mm-hmm. I'll bring it up again before the show's over. Thanks for taking some time waking up to join us this morning. Hey, not a problem at all. Thanks for having me. There you go. It's not, not just a donation, but you're getting a quality custom-made, built in the USA, built right here in the tri-state guitar and i'm sure they do some fine work i'm gonna have to go online and check out and see what one of those looks like gifts from wally up next right after news more with steve schulte and uh, tyler zeke and mo egger will be in here tyler has aspirations to be perhaps a sports radio talk show host someday and uh maybe he'll have a question for mo i'll I'll let you ask the uh hey mo question it's 828 at 700 w good morning kids it's time for gifts from Wally. Revenge. A very shy, introverted guy goes into a crowded bar. He finally works up the courage just to get into the meat market scene. Very lonely guy, obviously. Has a hard time talking to women. And he sees this beautiful young woman on the other side of the bar. It takes him an hour and a couple of drinks to get the courage to go over and stand by her. And another few minutes, as he's standing there nervously, to work up the courage to say hello. Tentatively, he asks, would you, would you mind if I chatted with you for a minute? She turns to him, and at the top of her lungs, she screams, I will not go to bed with you tonight! Instantly, he's shot down. He slinks away, goes back to where he was sitting before at the bar with people looking at him. A few minutes later, The girl walks up to him with her wine glass in her hand and shyly, quietly says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to embarrass you. I'm a psychology student, and I'm seeing how people react to embarrassing situations in public. Without missing a beat, the guy looks up at her and yells, top of his lungs, what do you mean 200 bucks for an hour? Seven hundred WLW Saturday morning edition and uh, Officer Bill in Indian Hill. I got a, about a minute for you. Tell me what's going on. Okay, we are hosting the Alex Ram Memorial Hockey Tournament at the Indian Hill Winter Club May third through the sixth. Okay, and it's going to be uh, we have teams made up of police and firefighters coming in from all parts of the United States coming in to support four local first responders that are suffering from terminal illnesses. So we wanted to put a, let people know that it's going to be like said, May 3rd through the 6th at the Indian Hill Winter Club off of State Route 126 in Ward's Corner area. Um, and all the proceeds will benefit uh, two local Hamilton County Sheriff's deputies, a, a Harrison police officer, and a Terrace Park firefighter. That's May 3rd through the 6th. Tell, tell you what, Bill, 
if you can, do me a favor. As we get closer to those dates, call me back, and we'll give you an, uh, another shot to uh, to tout that, okay? Okay, that'd be great. All I appreciate right. your time, Mr. Walker. Thank you, sir. Hey, Mo! What's happening? Wow, where are you driving to today? Breakfast. Breakfast? <laughs> Did you ever play hockey, Mo? Uh, not on ice, no. No. I mean... We did as kids. I couldn't skate very well, but, I mean, most of it, I, I thought, thought it was a successful outing if I didn't accidentally put my stick in my eye as I was falling down on the ice. I skated once. Uh, there was no hockey stick involved, and I couldn't stay upright. So hand me a stick and then have people trying to beat the hell out of me? Yeah. I would have no chance. Not fun. Uh, Cyclones going to even their series in Kelly Cup play tonight. Uh, so against Fort Wayne, I guess the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Cincinnati Cyclones like they are to the Bengals. Speaking of the Bengals, the new schedule's out. How does it look for uh, the 2018 Bengals as far as what's on the schedule and what they have to face? Well, uh, they're going to have three of their first four games on the road, and they're going to have three of their last four games on the road. So the middle of the season, this team's going to be at home a lot. Um, I think it's imperative they get off to a really fast start. The thing that maybe stood out to me more than anything was they finished the season playing the same team they end the preseason with. They play the Colts, final game of the preseason, and they uh, open up against them in Indy on September the 9th. Um, if, if you have to play the Colts, that's when you want to play them. First of all, they're not very good. Second of all, don't know what Andrew Luck's status is going to be. I think if you want the Bengals to be appreciably better in 2018, they need to go 2-0 to start the year because they'll go to Indy, they'll play a Colts team that wasn't very good last year, really don't know what their quarterback situation is. Then they host the Baltimore Ravens on a short week on a Thursday night. Um, if you get to 2-0, well then, you know, you have a little bit of a soft landing because the following two weeks are at Carolina, at Atlanta against really good quarterbacks. They play the NFC South this year, which has, you know, a bunch of really good teams. So, um, But the thing that stood out to me more than anything was just the amount of road games to begin and end the season and when they play the Colts, uh, because you don't want to play Andrew Luck, assuming he's healthy in the middle of the year. Uh, we have Steve Schulte's grandson in here, Tyler Zeke, who is thinking of contemplating a career as a sports radio talk show host. He'd like to ask a question. Got a question for Mo, Tyler? Uh, yes, I do. Hello, Mo. How are you? Wonderful. Uh, if you could think of one thing that you wish you were told before you started the path to where you are now, what do you think that would be? Um, that's a pretty good question. Um, understand that not everybody is going to like you. Because I think that's, I think that's the thing that uh, you know. I, I I tell I tell people that all the time. Um, this looks and sounds like a lot of fun, and you get on the air the first time, and then it turns out a lot of the people don't like you. And that takes some getting used to. There, there's not many jobs where the feedback is usually never good, you know? No one ever emails you to tell you how much they love you. So no one, no one ever calls you, for the most part, to tell you how right you are. So if you love being agreed with and you love being told nothing but nice things, this is not the profession for you, whether it's sports or otherwise. And I think that takes you getting used to. It certainly did for me. Remember, your mother loves you. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> and sometimes I'm not sure about that. Right. So uh, the the uh, front page of the sports section from the Cincinnati Post-It stamp printed in the Columbus 
on the red says, the way sounds a lot like Card's way. I thought we were going to try and do it the Cardinals way when Bob Castellini bought the team. I thought we were going to try and do it the Cardinals way when they had Walt Jackety. And so what's different today that, you know, wasn't the same thing when the new ownership group took over the Reds? You know, I think that's a good question, and, and I actually wrote about that this morning on my blog. Um, I wonder what ownership's role is in that. And look, I, I don't, I don't say that to, to to blame Bob Castellini for where the Reds are, where they are. No, that that, that fault lies with with a lot of people. But I, I don't follow the Cardinals as closely as I do the Reds, obviously. But I, I wonder how much you read about Bill Dewitt or Cardinals ownership falling in love with a player and perhaps being in the way of the front office trading him. I remember a tweet from a national baseball writer this offseason about Billy Hamilton, who the Reds talked to the San Francisco Giants about trading. And the tweet was in reference to Bob Castellini saying, I hope Billy Hamilton's here forever, which to me sounds like um, you know an eight-year-old girl hoping her same favorite boy band stays together. Um, you know, I go back to the trade deadline 2014 when to me and a lot of other people it was pretty apparent that the Reds should start the rebuild. And Walt Jockety was asked about that and he said, well, but yeah, you know who my owner is. I wonder about the 2015 All-Star game, which as great as it was, seemed to be a mechanism that they used to, to, to surround baseball decisions uh, around. I just, I, I wonder, I wonder if there's something there. And look, I like Bob Castellini, I think for the most part. Um, the good outweighs the bad. My limited interactions with him have, have been very, very good. He's done a lot of things for the Reds brand, the community fund. The All-Star game was a lot of fun. But I just wonder, and I don't think you'll ever get the people who make baseball decisions to speak on the record, but I, I, I wonder if you really trust them if they would say, you know what, there's some things we do differently financially. There'd be some things we do differently in terms of player acquisition. If maybe the owner wasn't in the way. And so I start with that. And then I think more than anything, it has, it, it has to do with a level of, of teaching and player development that, for whatever reason, I think the Reds figured out a way to master in, in the mid to late 2000s and have seemingly gotten away from. Um, if you go back and look at all the recent first-round picks who either aren't doing anything or aren't doing enough, it's staggering. Um, Robert Stevenson, Nick Travieso, uh, Philip Irvin. There's a number of guys this team invested early round draft choices in that um, haven't necessarily materialized into productive big leaguers, and, and that's not the very it's not very cardinal esque. So I think it's all encompassing, and I think um, aside from finding a manager, which by the way, if, if I want to be like the Cardinals, I would maybe look at the organization and see if there's a potential big league manager in it. I would do the same thing for the Astros and the Cubs and a number of these organizations. But I think above and beyond that, you have to figure out, okay, what's our overreaching philosophy going to be? How are we going to implement it? And are there things that are going to get in the way of it, like potentially ownership? Yeah. So, uh, Jim Riggleman, what do you think about that choice? Um, no real problem with it. I mean, I, I don't really think I would have had an issue with anything they did. There's a part of me that would have liked to have seen Billy Hatcher get a crack at, at managing just because he hasn't done it before and he's been with the, the organization for such a long time, and I like Billy. I think that would have been interesting, but it's, it's hard to argue with the decision they made for two reasons. Number one, he's got experience doing this, meaning stepped into a, a rough situation midway through. He's been an interim manager before, and he was also the manager of Pensacola and Louisville working with some of these guys who are here. 
Um, he's a little bit more of a no-nonsense guy. I thought it was interesting. I've, I've heard Dick Williams multiple times talk about sense of urgency, which, yeah. by the way, is exactly what people said was lacking when they fired Dusty Baker, <laughs> which tells me I hired the wrong guy, which some of us, raising my hand, said you hired the wrong guy four and a half years ago. But I think I think Jim Riggleman, based on what we know about him, is probably going to instill a little bit of that. So I, I, I don't really think it's going to make a marked difference. This team doesn't have enough good players playing well, but... What they did on, on many levels made sense. Uh, Bengals, Bengals draft choice at 21. What happens Thursday? Uh, in all likelihood, take an offensive lineman. Uh, you know, I was listening to Dave Lapham the other night, and, and, and he really didn't seem to think that trading down was something the Bengals are looking to do. But I think it's going to be interesting uh, to see what offers come the Bengals' way. If they're looking at offensive line in the first round, and, and they're clearly looking in that direction, that doesn't mean they'll draft an offensive lineman. It's a deep draft of centers. It's a deep draft of guards. You can maybe slide down a couple of picks and get the guy that you're really targeting. Um, I think it would make sense to draft a tackle. But I think one of the things that we're not really talking about in this draft is this team just has to be more athletic on defense. And, and you, they addressed it last year in the middle rounds, Carl Lawson, Jordan Willis. That needs to continue. And I think if it does, if, if they can get better up front and maybe run the ball a little bit more effectively and do a little bit better job of keeping Andy Dalton upright and then just be more active and athletic on defense, yeah. which I think will lend itself to more turnovers, then I think you have a chance for a team that can be pretty good next year. All right, Mo, uh, you already told me the one thing on the blog. Anything else on the blog this weekend? All Brian Price all the time. <laughs> there you go. And uh, the Hey Mo question, mowing the grass, are you a fan or no? No, hate it. Hate yard work. I love it. I, uh, I moved from Sharonville, a house that I had owned for seven years in 2012, to downtown. And the thing that I love the most about living where I live now is I never have to pick up a rake. <laughs> I never have to get behind a lawnmower. I never have to unload a bag of mulch. I hate that crap. If I'm going to be outside in the summer, a pool is going to be involved, a cocktail is going to be involved, a cigar is going to be involved. A weed whacker will not be involved. What the hell with the artwork? Well, I've, I've never tried to smoke or drink a weed whacker. Uh, Mo, thank you very much, sir. All right. See you guys. Enjoy breakfast. A break and back. We'll talk to Mike Allen. Coming up at the top of the hour, Saturday midday with Mike Allen. Mike, what's on the program this morning? Hey, Gary, Jeff. We're going to talk about the, uh, the tragic death. Not tragic. I mean, natural causes of Barbara Bush. Uh, also going to talk about the idiot professor from Fresno State, oh. mm-hmm. Randa Girard. Uh, who tap danced basically on Mrs. Bush's grave. Yep. Just unbelievable. You know, there's a move now to fire her. The uh, donors to the university are upset. And at 10 o'clock, we're going to talk Jason Williams, Politics X. We're going to talk about what's going to be going on at City Hall at 9 o'clock this well, morning. If, if they have... Now, they've got to have, like, a certain number of members to even do anything. Yeah, they do, and I just heard that they might not have that. What what a mess So what, what is. is quorum? Six or seven? Well, I'm not real sure, yeah, Steve. Well. Uh, we'll see, but it'll be interesting. But so it they, delays it for a couple of days. That's it. Yeah, they got to get the uh, the train back on the tracks now. Serious dereliction of duty on top of everything else. My thanks, Steve Schulte. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks for coming in, man. No problem. Thank you. Good luck. Take Thank Mo's you. advice. I will. Everybody's going to hate you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no matter how damn good you are, uh, we'll see you at the bar. Big big plans day uh, party for our friend Heather Green at uh, that'd be Huddle six twenty eight. Mama Street, Newport. We'll be there 11 to 7. Talk to you and see you on the radio next time. Uh, News Radio 700 W. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.